having video at the front that you as the face of your business can be a big part of, right? Being a part of that video in a natural way is really not just going to build you direct conversions. It's going to build up your brand, but it's also going to get the people that come into your funnel much more likely to opt in and even purchase down the line because you get that initial touch point from the ad. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today, we're going to talk about all things YouTube advertising and how to get the highest ROI from your online advertising. Our guest in studio today is Elric Heck. Uh, he was a teenager when he first started his YouTube channel. And fast forward 10 years, he's now a leading expert in YouTube ads and runs Ad Outreach, which is a leading firm in the space. Elric not only teaches a strategy, but he does it himself, generating over $2 million a year um, on his own YouTube ads. He is a member of the coveted ClickFunnels 2 Comet Club, and his YouTube programs and ads help coaches, consultants, and course creators generate leads and sales from YouTube ads. Uh, if you listen later in the episode, he's going to talk about the 3D approach and why most people who are running YouTube ads fail because they're only using one particular channel. He's helped his clients generate over eight figures in sales from YouTube. Today, Ulrich is here to pull back the curtain and we're going to have a great discussion. I think you'll enjoy it and show you how he cracked the code with YouTube ads and how you can do the same. So welcome, Alric, to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Well, hey, Alric, super excited to have you on the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Excellent. Well, thank you for having me on, Doug. I really appreciate it. So here we are doing uh, having an audio interview in the what, uh, as you discussed uh, before we started recording in the year of or the decade of video. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you want to just uh, share what your, kind of your vision is for, you know, 2020 and, and this next few years moving forward uh, as you guys focus, you know, extremely, you know, with intent in the video sector? Absolutely. Thanks, Doug. And so I would say that, you know, my main area of fo focus and expertise is, is with YouTube ads, but it's not just YouTube that is going to be the focus going into 2020. It's a total change in the advertising that breaks through to people and breaks through the noise and clutter. Right now, there's a lot of people relying on image ads, even, you know, text ads on Google, but image ads on Facebook. And people are just seeing the marketplace get more and more crowded you know, one swipe and you're gone on Facebook, right? It's so like one image, you know, you're kind of scrolling through a feed. What we're seeing is a shift in 2020 to video advertising, right? And so it's essentially the same as taking the power of video ads, which in the past used to be just, you know, relegated to, to TV commercials, right? Taking the power of video ads and having it be a targeted platform so you can reach specifically your target market with a video so people can actually become educated in what your solution is, what you provide, actually ingraining yourself in their brain instead of just an image that's, you know, one and done, right? If a picture's worth, you know, a thousand or a hundred words, right? You know, what is a video worth? A million, right? So a sure. video yeah. is really what's going to break through the noise. So for our listeners, um, when you say, you know, uh, running advertising or, or ads on YouTube, how does that compare if they're already running ads, let's say, uh, with, you know, with Google AdWords? 
Absolutely. So it, it plugs right into the Google AdWords platform. So that's where you would run your YouTube ads. And I'm also not saying that you want to replace necessarily your search or display or Facebook ads completely with with video and with YouTube. But what we're seeing is, you know, the clients that we have that are adding YouTube to their their sphere of, of, of marketing and advertising is they're seeing that that's what's currently providing the biggest return on ad spend because of the fact that it has that rich media that people can watch and they actually get excited. They learn, they're educated from the ad itself. So you're not just, you know, getting traffic, you're getting, you're warming people up on the ad and you're actually getting people who are more likely to buy further down your funnel. Now is the, you know, what's the strategy in terms of moving into video? I mean, is it, we take a, a different approach, like you talked a little bit, I've heard and I've, I've been through your website and, mm-hmm. and been talking to some of your team around education. So can you walk us through like a content strategy? So if somebody's listening, going, okay, that sounds interesting. I've never done video before. You know, I've been doing image ads or text ads. Um, what's the different strategy you would take with creating video ads? Absolutely. And I'm glad that you asked that as well, Doug, because it's one of those things that we've actually figured out the formula for a video ad that converts. And we can touch on that in a second. There's there's three main components. But on a, on a broader level, one of the biggest misconceptions that people have is they think that they need a big, you know, production studio, really fancy, you know, hiring videographers, all of this. And, and you can do that, especially, you know, as you see success in the platform, you might want to increase the production value. But when you start out with YouTube, we've done a lot of testing. Natural actually works better. You could take an iPhone and a gimbal and record a video uh, of yourself walking through your solution, especially if you're, you know, kind of in the internet or online marketing space, right, where you might be the face of your brand, your product, your service, whatever you're selling, you can really get in front of people in a natural way and paint yourself as the expert. One of the big things people get wrong when they start advertising on YouTube is they either try to to really, you know, build out a huge, you know, production so that it almost turns out a little bit corny if you don't do it right. But on the other side, they just create like a 30 second ad, right? And it doesn't actually teach anybody anything. It's more like, okay, go, you know, opt in here. We found the best ads on YouTube, uh, especially for people that are kind of a face of a business. You know, if you're a coach, consultant, or course, something like that is to have a two to five minute long ad that has three components. It has a hook, so you capture people's attention, right? You want to actually pull the right person in, but also push the wrong person away, right? You have 30 seconds on YouTube, and and some of your listeners may not know this, Doug, right? But you have 30 seconds on YouTube before you even pay a single thing, right? Uh, You only pay on YouTube if somebody watches 30 seconds of the ad. So you want to pull the right person in, but if you can get the wrong person to skip your ad, you don't pay for them. Sure, that's that's a great plan. Exactly, exactly. You want to pull the right person in, but push the wrong person away so you don't pay for them. So that's the hook. Then what a lot of people miss out on is is educate. You actually want to provide value, get them excited about what you have to offer. And this is where instead of waiting until somebody opts into your funnel, if you provide value on the ad, then you're going to make it irresistible for them to sign up for whatever that next step is, whether it's a webinar, a VSL, even purchasing a product itself. And then you have a call to action, which is fairly simple. That's get them off the video, take the next steps. Yep, that totally makes sense. I mean, you know, I've been following a number of people uh, that are, in, you know, going down the video trail and I mean, you can tell the difference between the guys who are doing overly produced and scripted and it's just 
you know, it's a two to five minute ad Mm -hmm. opposed to adding value. I think it was Frank Kern that said, hey, what if we actually provided value to people in our advertising? So they actually got something. And I I guess that's what you're talking about here is by educating people, they actually get value. So if they never came back ever again, you will enrich their life and made their life better. Absolutely. That's exactly exactly right. I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Frank Kern and everything that he's done. He's applied that very well to Facebook advertising and, and including a lot of that, you know, in the value that you have in the, the ad copy and the text. And so what we're doing is we're taking that, that those same principles and we're applying it to the video itself uh, on YouTube. And that, that's what we found works really well. So is there a um, industry that, you know, is, is, you know, ripe for the picking, if you will, or low hanging fruit to use video ads, or is there a price point or a product? Like, is there a sweet spot right now in the industry? Absolutely. There, there is a, and obviously we work with a wide range of, of different clients and, and have a lot of success, you know, across the board, but really the sweet spot that I've found is in, you know, the course coaching, consulting, service provider, you know, higher ticket space and also courses as well being included in there. Because oftentimes what we found is the business owner is a big part of the brand, right? You have some type of coaching, maybe you have some type of service that you're providing, or you have a course that you've built out, especially for courses. I mean, that's video content already. And maybe you're trying to get people to go to a webinar or a VSL or something along those lines. Having video at the front that you as the face of your business can be a big part of, right? Being a part of that video in a natural way is really not just going to build you direct conversions. It's going to build up your brand, but it's also going to get the people that come into your funnel much more likely to opt in and even purchase down the line because you get that initial touch point from the ad. You don't have to wait until they opt in. You're providing value and showing who you are as a, as a person and a business from the ad point itself. So when you're saying high ticket sales, what mm-hmm. what do you consider? What are your parameters for a high ticket sale? Yeah, so traditionally on the high ticket end, anything you know more than three thousand uh, dollars. Usually, people talking high ticket are talking you know five thousand and up. You know, we've seen up yeah. some fifteen, twenty thousand, uh, but usually between five and ten. Yeah. You can also fall into the same range if you do, you know, three to five. But courses themselves, and, and there's a lot of people in 997. We've had clients sell millions of dollars in in 997 courses. It's a different type of business model because it doesn't require like a phone call or things like that. But if you get those ads dialed in, you know, we have we we have clients, you know, with the ROAS right with YouTube a lot higher than what they're they were seeing on Facebook essentially. So you brought up an interesting point. So in terms of the two price points and a call to action, so what walk us through the direction that you take somebody just at the uh, just the call to action. So you've got you know you've got the video, you've got it targeted properly. We'll come back and you can share some tips on targeting. But you know, with a high value item, five thousand dollars or up or ten thousand dollars, like you said, it's going to require a phone call. Mm-hmm. So what are the calls to action you generally recommend? Say you know less than three thousand dollars and more than three thousand dollars in the within the video uh, piece itself. Absolutely. So less than $3,000, obviously, I would be selling, I would recommend people would sell a course, you know, or, or obviously, we can get into products as well, if, we, if, if we'd like, but let's say it's, it's a course, or some type of package that's less than $3,000. It's automated, right? There's not a lot of fulfillment going into that, then what you're able to do is sell an automated course either off the back of a VSL or a webinar. Okay. If it's automated, we found an ever webinar or an evergreen webinar works best because that way you can actually have the full, not just an hour, usually we'd even recommend a little bit longer than an hour to sell 
answer questions, kind of build all of that out, build out the value stack, kind of following, you know, the, the Russell Brunson, you know, perfect webinar model, running the YouTube ad to webinar. Obviously, on the back end, you have emails. I know, obviously, you're very big with, with emails and, and opting in and going into that. You have emails being a big part of your strategy. But then you also have retargeting YouTube ads, closing the loop, bringing people back to that sales page consistently. And we could talk about retargeting ads soon, too, because that's one of the... Well, I'll tease that a little bit. That's one of the biggest deals in in marketing right now is YouTube retargeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great thing for... All, Pretty much all your marketing, and I, I noticed that you're a member of the uh, ClickFunnels Two Comma Club. So yes. yeah, I'm a huge Russell Brunson fan. Love the perfect webinar model. So you're saying, okay, so use the video ads. So you're, you know, the hook, get them to listen, educate them, call to action, get them into a, a sales funnel of some sort into a webinar, but uh, done automated. So for somebody that's doing a higher end product, uh, you mentioned phone call. So how does that flow work? Absolutely. So what I would recommend with that is now. This is where you can test between a VSL and a webinar. I recommend webinar for, for the course side of things, but for the higher ticket, it's kind of like a pendulum that swings back and forth. Sometimes webinars are a little bit hotter. Sometimes court, uh, sometimes VSLs are a little bit hotter. You know, for us, we, we actually have both and, and we're constantly kind of split testing that. We, we see different things, you know, with, with traffic that comes in for, through a VSL and, and that's a video sales letter, right? Of course, which is like a 15, 20 minute, you know, kind of no fluff version of a webinar. So instead of having all the bill Build up, you know, countless case studies. It's more of, you know, getting right down to brass tacks. Here's, you know, the principles, here's how it works, and then inviting people to book a call. On the webinar, obviously, you have a little bit more fluff. It doesn't make it, it has advantages. And then the disadvantage, of course, if they have less time, they're more so going to want to watch the uh, a VSL style. But sending them from that YouTube ad to either a VSL or a webinar. And we found what works best is if the market is a little bit less sophisticated sending them to a webinar because, you know, the people that are, are a little bit less sophisticated in the market, right? Um, and it doesn't have a pertaining to that person, right? But it's just how sophisticated is the market? Sure. They're going to actually spend time and watch a longer webinar really sink in and webinars will convert better at the end of the day. But if the market's really saturated, like we have a lot of clients who, for instance, they have high ticket programs teaching people how to sell on Amazon or how to build up their own, you know, businesses. We also have people who are teaching in the health and fitness space, super saturated market. They'll do a little bit better by sending people from a YouTube ad to an instant access 15 to 20 minute no fluff uh, video training that then invites them to book a phone call. So being that you're helping your clients to develop this strategy, this video strategy uh, on YouTube, uh, do you provide any um, assistance or guidance on the back end to make sure that the, you know, I call it the cookie crumb uh, trail. So, you know, they see the uh, they see the video ad, they go to a VSL. So do you help them with the VSL or give them some uh, some guidance in that so it, it kind of matches so people don't feel disconnected from the brand? Absolutely. So we, we give guidance on, on that side of things, the VSL, the webinar, the way to set up the funnel, the retargeting. We have, even have recommendations of you know certain types of emails that you want to send and and things along those lines because it really is you know all encompassing in terms of there's a holistic approach and so if you just focus on one thing especially if you have you know if, if you want your clients to succeed the best and I, I really genuinely believe this you have to give a holistic view at what they need to do to succeed because people don't know what they don't know. And so you can't just promise somebody that it's a silver bullet of you do this one thing. You need to say, hey, YouTube ads, this is going to be 80% of the solution because, you know, right now your Facebook ads maybe aren't working as well. They're less scalable, uh, whatever it happens to be. But YouTube ads are, are going to be that 80%. 
but then helping them with the other pieces, like adjusting a VSL, like actually making sure you have the right emails that, that go in sequence, even offer help too. We have people who come in and we tell them, listen, you should be doubling your prices because it's worth that. And also you're going to have more money to invest back into ads and to, to scale and grow. So I genuinely believe in, in a holistic approach. We take that with clients. And um, I also, you know, when we have clients who, who have their own clients, I, I recommend that they always take a, a, a holistic approach to, to helping other business owners. So let's go back and talk about retargeting ads. You said you were going to kind of dangle it out there and you want to talk about it. So just share with us what you guys are doing and what you're excited about in the retargeting space for videos. Absolutely. And this is one of my favorite things to talk about as well, because it really is one of the biggest deals in, in advertising and marketing right now is YouTube retargeting ads. Because, you know, I actually did the math between us and our clients. We don't pay for over 90% of the impressions our retargeting ads get on YouTube. Over 90%. And, and, and those of you listening right now, you might be thinking like, how is that possible, you know, that you don't pay for these retargeting impressions? And, and the secret is, remember how we talked about on YouTube, you only pay if somebody watches 30 seconds of your ad. Yep. The same rules apply for your retargeting ads. Just think about, you know, what that means. That means that if you have people who come into your ecosystem, they opt in, whether they came from a YouTube ad or even a Facebook ad, Google search, you know, whatever it happens, even a podcast, whatever it happens to be, right, wherever people come from, you can target them again and again on YouTube. And if they skip your retargeting ad before 30 seconds, you don't even pay for a single penny. Yeah, I mean, and what other mediums do you have, you know, that opportunity? Obviously, you do with Google search. I mean, they can see your ad, see your ad, not click. Mm -hmm. But if you think of traditional space, even, you know, the stuff that I do with email, if you're sending internal stuff, that's fine. But if you're buying, buying ads or you're running ads anyplace else, I mean, you pay for, you know, on a, well, if you're doing a CPC, mm -hmm. you're not, but yeah, that totally makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. And so the other benefit too, and this is the benefit over CPC, because obviously CPC is the other area where you can get those essentially impressions for free. The benefit though, too, with YouTube is you're actually getting your face in front of people. Again, like I said, the low hanging fruit, and this is not you know, the only thing this works well with, obviously, we have a lot of products that are, that are scaling really well. But if you're the face of a business, imagine the power of getting your face to pop up in front of people again, and again, and again, every time they open up YouTube, even if they're skipping that ad, those could be the touch points that you need, right? Everybody talks about you need that seven to 10 touch points before, you know, people ultimately purchase, you're getting those touch points, even when people skip an ad, because they're still seeing your face. One thing I found interesting, I was, I was talking with some, some people who do a lot of advertising on Facebook, you know, spend, you know, vast amounts of money, you know, a month. And they were asking, well, how, how long is your retargeting buckets or your audiences on YouTube? And I told them, it's, it, I use the max. It's 540 days. Like, we don't stop retargeting people. You know, on, on Facebook, you'll find 30 days, 90 days. People come into our system. We'll just keep retargeting them. We had, you know, just uh, just a couple weeks ago, somebody who had been on our retargeting sequence, they said they, they've been seeing us like every week for, for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have that ability when you're only paying for people that actually view the ad, you could keep popping up again and again. It's funny. I have so many stories. People hop on. They're like, you know, my, you know, my, my girlfriend was asking like who, who you are because every time we try to watch YouTube together, your, your face pops up. It's, it's, it's funny, right? So you just keep showing up again and again uh, until, until they're ready to buy. That's funny. So is there a um, client uh, story you'd like to share where you help somebody walk through this process? So maybe they came from, um, uh, you know, they're someone that you're working with that was already spending money in advertising, but on a different platform. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've got um, a really, really good example of that. I, you know, obviously, I have a few examples that I can dive into. But one I like to give, and this particularly is a, uh, is a course creator. And, you know, uh, David Emmons, a fantastic uh, person. And he's in a very specific niche. And the reason I give this is a lot of people, you might be listening right now, you're like, well, would it work for my niche? Maybe it's a smaller niche or whatever it happens to be. David Emmons literally sells to artists who are selling at craft fairs, and he teaches them how to sell their art online. You talk about a small niche. It's also people who, you know, typically might not have as much money for, you know, programs and things like that. So it's a small niche, what some would consider a very hard market to tap into. But what we were able to do is get him to create his YouTube ad. He had already been doing some, obviously, Facebook ads, selling his course. His YouTube ads, we were able to scale up to over $2,000 a day of ad spend at over a 3.1x ROAS. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, so yeah, he's, you know, spend two, get six. I would, I, would, uh, I would send you money all day long with, that, with those numbers. Exactly. And, and another you know, good example as well, and this is for the higher ticket too, because I don't want to just talk about courses, but you know, obviously the reason I, I, I said David is, is just because of how, how kind of niche his, his market is. But we have another client, Ahmad, and he is just absolutely incredible. He he helps people who are kind of in, in consulting, you know, basically build up their own consulting companies kind of versus, you know, being a part of like McKinsey or, or one of the bigger, you know, consulting companies going out on their own. Yeah. And, you know, he had been doing a lot with Facebook. Facebook kept shutting him down. They kept, you know, I mean, I, I know a lot of you listening might be uh, aware of that. Like Facebook has a big ban hammer. He came to us because he had a problem. Facebook was shutting him down. He really only wanted to replace his traffic or just have the ability to not get shut down anymore. Obviously, you know, that was the catalyst, but what he ended up getting was a platform that, you know, far surpassed what Facebook was doing. So nowadays he's spending 80%. We just did 2020 planning with him. Uh, he's one of our, our longer standing, you know, clients. He's spending 80% of his budget on YouTube. He's really only spending the 20% on Facebook to get the very low-hanging fruit. And he actually just had his first $100,000 uh, month, which has been had, had eluded him for a very long period of time. He went from 50K uh, a month you know, on Facebook to uh, two months after, after launching YouTube ads to 100K a month. And, and we're going to scale him up even further. Funniest story too, he was in Best Buy for, uh, for Black Friday. Uh, so this was this was a little bit ago, but he was he was in Best Buy uh, after he started running, you know, some of his ads, and somebody tapped him on the shoulder, and they <laughs> recognized. Yep, him. they recognized him for. They're like, "Are you the guy from YouTube?" And he's like, "That's funny. maybe." And you know, you know, who who do you think I am? And they said they said Ahmad, and and he's like, "Wow." So it's just that's cool. It, it just really shows and illustrates you know, the, the power that that has. So you brought up advertising bands and, um, you know, I'm super excited about the advertising bands because obviously, you know, I help a lot of my clients reach huge audiences through email, mm -hmm. which, which hasn't been affected. I mean, it, it's dependent on the publisher. So how do the Facebook ads work or how do the um, advertising bands rather affect YouTube uh, being that, you know, Google controls that. I mean, because Google's come out and said, hey, you can't, you know, anything that's uh, financial related is super scrutinized. Weight loss is super scrutinized. You can't run ads for CBD. You can't run ads for cryptocurrency. Are those same bans in effect on YouTube ads? It's very different on YouTube ads. And I will say that, you know, again, these this could change. And I'm not saying it's not going to to change in any way. But with, with the way that it's done, it's a lot more fair on YouTube and Google. In that, Facebook ads, you hear 
almost every day nowadays, if you're in like a mastermind or a Facebook group with, you know, hundreds of people, you know, at least every week, somebody's getting banned on Facebook, right? It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like every week, it's like clockwork. And so on YouTube, what you have as a benefit is sometimes an ad might get disapproved. But I haven't had, and obviously we've had hundreds of clients, right? Yeah, I think we had one person who has ever gotten suspended because of any policy violation, right? We've had some people okay. who, you know, they, they didn't pay off their credit cards as things bounced and we were able to get those, those back or whatever. You know, so sometimes Google has some issues with the finance side of things, but on an actual policy violation, they don't shut your whole account down like Facebook does. Oh, yeah. Facebook does that for sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, you listen to Frank Kern uh, talk about it and he says he doesn't even bother. You know, we've had that uh, experience with clients. So it's like, you know, have a, a, you know, a handful of credit cards. So if one gets shut down, because they don't tell you what, what you violated. They just said, hey, you know, out of these 500 page document, you've done something wrong. Yeah. So like, can you give me a hint? And what I'm seeing now is, you know, I just saw it uh, this week. I think I published it on Twitter was that Spotify is saying no to political ads. So a lot of these guys are trying to reach an audience and they keep the, the dial or the um, rules keep shifting, like you said. So at this point, YouTube, you said, is a little bit a little bit more generous. Is that a fair? Absolutely. And, and I'll give I'll give an example as well. And I'm not condoning using this this type of verbiage in an ad. Obviously, you know, we, we actually kind of advise against being too, you know, kind of out there in your claims and what you say. So we'll always advise a little bit more of a conservative approach just because we don't want to run into issues. But we've got, you know, clients like one of them is like, you know, his hook for his ad is how would you like to make a thousand dollars a day? On ClickBank, we have another one who, you know, does how would you like to make 997 commissions on every sale? We have one who talks about, you know, how your weight is affecting your love life. I mean, these are things. And again, I don't say that you should use that hook. There's probably ones that are more conservative to use. But those are running right now, in some cases, thousands of dollars a day on YouTube, you couldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole on Facebook. So that just kind of shows what that difference is. Yeah. So let's go back and circle back to something we talked about uh, really early on, and that was targeting. So we talked about retargeting. So let's talk about the opportunities that exist for marketers to go in there and say, okay, I know who my customer avatar is. I know who I want to target. And they come to you and say, let's go get these guys. So how does that look? Absolutely. So in terms of you know going out and, and building out your targeting for your YouTube ad strategy, we take a 3D targeting approach. This is one of the biggest misconceptions, one of the biggest you know, things people get wrong when they start going into ads. They think the only way to advertise is through placements. And unfortunately, you know, I'm not going to say specific names or anything like that, but there's, there's some courses that are all they talk about is running placement ads. They, they kind of don't touch on anything else. And, and that's kind of clouded a lot of you know, people's minds and how YouTube ads work because they, they buy the wrong course, they do the wrong thing, and, and they're not actually you know, learning about these strategies. So, you know, what we found is the best way to run an ad is to take a three-dimensional approach. Most people on YouTube, they just target demographics and then what I would call videos, so right? Intent, what somebody's actually watching. And that can be powerful and you can get really good results with that. But the best way to get results, the highest return on ad spend, especially in you know a higher ticket space, is to add in the third dimension and that is affinities and interests, Right. Facebook, you really have affinities and demographics. Most people on YouTube, they'll do demographics and, you know, intent videos. We do all three. You want to take a 3D approach. So demographics, you know, who this person is, where they are. We like to target higher income earners. 
Then you layer that with intent, the video somebody's watching. So you could do that with topics, keywords, specific placements, right? What video are they watching right now that shows they're in the market for what you have to offer? Then you add the third layer. And this is what people leave out. This is the secret sauce I want to share, you know, to everybody who's listening here is the affinity and interest targeting. Imagine being able to target somebody who's watching a video right now that let's say has to do with weight loss or watching a fitness video. But then you layer on top of it, the fact that you have the demographics. So they're in a higher income bracket and you get the interest and affinity. They've been on other fitness workout websites before. They've done certain Google searches. They, you know, Google has put them in the bucket of somebody who's in the market for fitness programs in the market for, you know, a gym, whatever it happens to be. You're now layering, you're building uh, essentially a triangle of who is this perfect ideal customer that is not only looking something up right now, they have the interest and the in-market intent to buy, and they fit the demographics that you want. That's the person that you want to target and reach uh, with your ads. That's a 3D targeting approach that, that we have uh, to the marketing. So how deep can you go with the affinities? Like I know on uh, Facebook, for example, that is very easy to say, okay, for, let's go back to talking about Frank Kern. He's getting lots of PR here today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can run ads to people who um, like Frank Kern on Facebook. Yep. Uh, so that's super specific. So if, if they if they like his kind of aggressive in your face approach, then, you know, I'll work well with them because that's my approach. Mm-hmm opposed to somebody who's more conservative. So, you know, how deep can you go with affinities targeting on on YouTube? Absolutely. So you could go very deep and this is what people don't know. And this is this is what we help our clients with, to be honest. This is this is the difference maker, right, between a campaign that can do good or a campaign that can do phenomenal is how deep you go with your targeting. Because there are a few different ways to do it. A base level way is to build what's called a custom affinity, where you can actually put in names and, and Google with their machine learning. They, you know, if you put in the, the, the word, the keywords, Frank Kern, right, it'll know based on tags that somebody's watched on other YouTube videos, maybe by, by Frank Kern, websites, Google searches, but you can go another layer deeper, right? So that's kind of on the, on the surface. You can actually target what's called a custom URL audience, on YouTube, where you could target people based on websites they visited in the past or are most likely to have visited. So it's either like a lookalike or the visit, the websites they themselves have visited. So it's kind of a hybrid. And so when you build this out, you can actually put Frank Kern's website, Sam Oven's website. And we do, we kind of do that, right? And so you put the websites that they could have been, been visiting, you know, consulting.com, whatever it is. And uh, you can build out a profile of the people that have either gone to that site or have gone to similar sites. Google you know, Google Analytics covers the vast majority of websites on the internet. If it's plugged into Google Analytics, you can use this this targeting method. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, in terms of scalability, I mean, I shared a little bit with you that you know we've that we've had challenges scaling um, in the social space, like the paid social space, like Facebook. Mm-hmm in the past where we can get to a certain threshold and we've used, you know, very deep custom audiences. We've imported uh, data with that's deeply rich with demographics and, and, and that sort of information. 
what's the ability to scale? So let's say we, you know, we come, you know, one of our listeners comes to you and says, Hey, let's get started. And you start with a budget, whatever the budget might be. Maybe it's $500 a day, maybe whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Kind of what's the, the, the end limit on, uh, on YouTube? Yeah. So YouTube, you can really scale up and, and, and what we call it is, is and I, I tell this to people on the phone, I call it effortless YouTube scaling. And I always say, I would not just throw that word around because I know right from our clients, you know, from experiences I've even had in the past, how hard it is to scale Facebook ads, right? There's that duplicate and relaunch 15% every other day, you know, it's, it, there's this whole laundry list of things and sometimes doesn't even work, right? And so what we have found on YouTube ads is you can scale a lot more efficiently. We have people that not only double their budgets in a day, we've had people quadruple, I don't recommend that. But we had somebody I remember he called me up, uh, I was about to get on a flight. and He's like, Hey, I want to I want to scale up, you know, 4x. I was spending 250 a day on this one campaign. I want to scale up to $1,000 a day. He was getting $90 applications, phone call applications. And I said, hey, let, let's go to 500 first, then go to 1,000. I mean, and, and anyways, like on Facebook, you wouldn't even have that conversation. People would be talking about 15%, right? But I was saying, let's let's double and then we'll double again in a few more days. He said, hey, I, I just got a new, new sales team. Uh, I really want to scale this up now. Like I'll take responsibility if this doesn't work. So, you know, I'm kind of... I wasn't sure because I hadn't quadrupled a campaign <laughs> like that before. Yeah, yeah. We quadrupled it. I remember by the time we touched down, it was still tracking within KPI. I was like, yes. And then at the end of the day, he had gotten nine applications for that that thousand dollars, a little bit more expensive, about one hundred and five dollars. And then by the next day, it was right back down to ninety dollars applications, like clockwork, at a thousand dollars a day, scaling that one campaign. There's a reason that it's scalable like this, right? I'm actually going to back this up with you know, kind of the the science or or the facts behind why it works. On Facebook, when you want to scale a campaign, you're putting all your trust in an algorithm, right? Because you don't have intent or a specific, you know, thing that you're targeting, it's all in the newsfeed. It's all the algorithm. So if you want to double, you're basically throwing double the money at the algorithm and praying it'll work, right? Praying that the algorithm will give you that return. Versus on YouTube, let's say you want to double a campaign. If you're getting a thousand views, of a certain video, and then you're also layering with other things, right? Like the affinity and the, you know, interests, like we talked about the URL, but you're actually targeting specific videos or keywords that pertain to videos or topics. You're basically doing media buying. If that works for a thousand views, why not buy 2000 or buy 5000? You know, the inventory Google has available because it'll tell you, and you can literally scale up what is working. Versus on Facebook, because you're not buying anything in particular, it's all the algorithm, it might not scale. With this, if you have a certain set of videos that's working, or let's say a certain channel you're targeting, just to make it simple, right? A channel that's working, then you can scale up spend on that channel and you can see your results scale linear to that because you're buying more of a known quantity. Yeah. And that's what we've seen on Google ads for sure. And that's what we've seen on email list rental for sure. If the list is 500,000 names, you buy 100,000, it converts well. It's easy to go buy the other 400,000 names, just Mm -hmm. put your credit card down and go. Exactly. Exactly. It's exactly like that. So what are you most excited about in the next, you know, six to 12 months in your space? Yeah. I mean, stuff, stuff is changing so fast. I mean, I feel so fortunate that I, I I get to spend all my days looking at tech, talking about tech and marketing and, and implementing programs. So what, what gets you uh, just so excited? Oh, I, I mean, I am, in, you know, incredibly excited about the, the wave of YouTube ads is coming right now. I'm very excited for that because 
you know, I've been on YouTube for the past, you know, 10 years, right? I started out with the YouTube channel. I built that up, you know, 400,000 subscribers. I kind of went to the other side of the table, right? With, with advertising and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. doing that for the past five years. And I've just seen this wave growing. Right now, we're at the breaking point, right? Facebook is breaking for a lot of people. Yeah. And people are realizing, hey, you know, I really should be on YouTube. I really should be doing video. They're seeing that benefits. And, and we're one of the drivers, at least in the online course coaching consulting space, one of the drivers of that change. And uh, I'm just excited this year to be building out these YouTube ads, building this out. And really, once people taste it, like Ahmad, he, he told me he joined because Facebook ads shut him down, right? He, you know, I remember he told me, he's like, I guess, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to be uh, paying out, right? Because we were in the mastermind together. It's so like, I guess I'm going to do that for you for YouTube because Facebook shut me down. One month later, he was already transitioning the majority of his budget, right? Two months later, he hits his first 100K month. Now he's got 80% of his budget on YouTube. That's what I think a lot of people are going to be experiencing and seeing this year. Because not only do I believe, and, and I know right now, YouTube is low-hanging fruit because it's a blue ocean, right? You can capitalize on first mover ad costs right now. Yeah. Not only that, I genuinely believe once, even once it's an even playing field in terms of the, the volume people are spending on Facebook and YouTube, YouTube will still be better and beat Facebook because of the video content and that 30 seconds. You only pay if somebody's genuinely interested. Those two things, obviously now combined with first mover advantage, is what makes YouTube so powerful. So I just want to ask you, um, go back to a different a different question. So in terms of remarketing, so if we've got listeners that are running, you know, a whole variety of advertising right now and doing media buys, mm -hmm. and they're going to add they're going to add YouTube, which uh, you know, based on our conversation, the research that I've I've done makes sense. I like I disclosed to you and um, not to our listeners that I'm going to move move into this space because I think it's a great space to be to help our clients. Mm -hmm. What about remarketing using video off, you know, off of somebody's web? So instead of running just regular retargeting ads, are you doing any work with video? So, you know, we already cookie people that come to the website or come to a landing page or respond through email campaign. 100%. YouTube retargeting, and this is what we were talking about, right? But before, but only paying if somebody watches 30 seconds, it is the lowest hanging fruit with retargeting ads. Uh, we literally retarget people virtually forever. Right. Um, you know, once they come into our ecosystem and they, they opt into something, you know, if, if they're an actual conversion and they're on our list, that's, that's what we're doing. We're just consistently reaching them on YouTube because not only can you get people to opt in, but you can also paint a story and educate them. You know, I have over, uh, I've created an advanced YouTube retargeting strategy that we help our clients with. I have over 20 different retargeting ads on YouTube that run at various intervals, various points of time to the people that have opted in. And it's all designed to bring people back to booking a call in our sense, right? Obviously, if you're selling... Yeah, you know, totally makes exactly. sense. Yeah. And, and so you don't even need something that advanced. You know, early stage for us, obviously early stage for clients, you set up one retargeting ad on YouTube and you just see the, the power of what that does, you know, in, in, in kind of the space I'm in a lot, right? Applications... $30, $40 apps, sometimes even $20, $25 apps, depending on the space, right? People are getting, um, you know, 10, 20x ROAS on like 997 courses, just throwing up YouTube retargeting ads on the retargeting ads, what I'm saying, because it's such low hanging fruit and you're only paying when they're watching 30 seconds. 
Right. And that's what I was thinking. I just want to make it clear to listeners that, you know, you don't have to be running YouTube ads to be able to use YouTube for retargeting mm-hmm. off of your existing media. And it's a great way to, you know, kind of prove the point and do some testing and say, hey, is this is this converting better than my regular retargeting ads? Exactly. Exactly. And we're going to be um, in the in the new year as well. And actually, this is kind of a you he- heard it here first kind of moment. We're actually building out, you know, kind of a, a lower level, you know, retargeting only uh, program that we're going to be providing in, in, co- in the coming year as well to people who want to dip their toes in the water. Obviously, the cold traffic, if you're in this position to get into that side of things, that's where, you know, the magic happens. That's where you can really scale. But retargeting at the very least is is really important to, to just dip your toes in the water. Excellent. So um, what's the bad advice you hear about this in the industry? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you must go to, you must go to marketing <laughs> events like I do yeah. and you're speaking at events, you're talking to people and you're thinking, hmm, um, that person shouldn't be saying that. Yeah. Yeah. The worst advice, uh, honestly, that I hear is people who are just talking about uh, placement ads. Now, there's obviously there's actually technically things that are worse than that, but the reason this is the worst is this is what people believe because they don't know any better. They don't know that there's other ways to target. I'm not going to say specific people, but there's there's people in the industry right now who are you know who have software right that help you find placements on YouTube, and they only talk about placement ads because that's what they sell is the placement targeting software. But YouTube ads are so much more than just placements. If you just run placements, you're not going to be able to scale because you're going to be constantly using that software to find new videos to target, which I think is kind of what they're looking for, right? So again... Well, tell, tell us what placement ads are for oh, those yeah. who don't understand. So placement ads are, are where you put a specific video URL in. And it's like you're saying, I want to target this video. And the way that that works, and it can be very low-hanging fruit, by the way, it does work. It's just hard to scale because... You have to put in hundreds of videos. There are tools and the tools are, do a good job at what they do. I'm not saying they're bad, right? They're tools that help you scrape hundreds or thousands of these videos. And but like you said, they're one of three. Your, yeah. your strategy is 3D and that's one. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you, what we rely on more is keywords, topics, also placements, of course, right? Collections of videos combined with interest and affinity and then also uh, demographic targeting. So it's p- basically people who just scratch the surface and then think that's the only way to run YouTube ads, I would say is, is and the reason that's the worst piece of advice is because it's partially, it, it's partially going to work for people, but it's, it's not going to give them the full picture of what works on YouTube. So just a different, uh, different direction. We talked about the, you know, the opportunities that are there for people to sell high ticket items where they're the face of the brand. Mm-hmm you know, do you work with or do you have any comments for people who aren't the face of the brand? So maybe it's somebody that's in sales and marketing and they've got some liberty at their company, but they're clearly not the face of the brand or it's a big company and and the CEO is just not going to do, mm-hmm. not going to do customer facing video. What, uh, what advice would you give them? Okay. So this is one of the things I, I love this question because this is one of the things that, that I've um, developed in and I've found works incredibly well for a business like that is, and, and this is something I haven't really seen other people talking about this or doing this in any capacity. And this is hiring an influencer to produce your YouTube ad for you at rock 
bottom prices for a high quality native feel YouTube ad. This is one of the best things that you can do if you're not the face of the company or you don't want to be the face of this ad is, uh, and we help our clients with this, right? We've done, we've done a lot like this is there are platforms and there's ways and we, we have our own connections, right? So I, I've got, you know, lots of influencers. I, you know, used to be an influencer as well. You can get an influencer on YouTube in your space or somebody who would work well for your space to create a video. And oftentimes these videos might be just a thousand dollars, right? Whereas if you were to hire a production studio, not only will you be paying, you know, five thousand, ten thousand plus dollars, yeah, it'll also turn out kind of corny, or you'll have to find a spokesperson, they might not be that good. You can find a natural person who, let's say, you know, you're selling an e-com product, let's say it's a makeup product, because there's a lot of, you know, makeup uh, YouTubers. You hire a native makeup YouTuber right? And there's a lot of them. So there's a lot of picking to do. So you can even hire two or three to split test. You have, you ship them out your product. You obviously pay them their fee, which oftentimes are a lot lower than, than one may think. You send them their, their fee. They produce a video for you. Now you're running that ad. The cherry on top is they'll also post it to your, their YouTube channel, right? So sure, you know, absolutely. So you get them yeah. organic as well. So you get some organic. Then you're running that as an ad. Uh, you can split test that with multiple influencers. That is a strategy I haven't heard, you know, really anybody else talking about uh, but it works really, really well, especially for e-commerce. Well, cool. Uh, I know we went a little over time. I just wanted to ask that question because, you know, there's lots of lots of times we work with clients and clients are, hey, I don't want to do video or, hey, I don't want to do podcasts. Mm-hmm. So they're just not as the CEO or the leader of the company. They're just not comfortable. So there's, um, there's a way to, uh, to tackle that problem. So I want to say thanks so much for sharing with us today. I really appreciate you taking time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Doug. This was great. So two two questions, two easy questions. The first one is, who's one guest I absolutely have to have on my podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I would say one guest that you should have on the podcast would be Mike Mark. He is a sales uh, trainer. Uh, he builds up sales teams. He's a recruiter and a headhunter. Uh, he has been instrumental for us in, in bringing on new, you know, advisors in growing our business. And he is something that I, I have found has a lot of synergy with what we do. You know, because we literally just had a client who got you know twenty six x ROAS in their first month, which is just you know insane. Obviously, I'm not saying everybody will get that. Right? That's, that's amazing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is just ludicrous, right? And um, their biggest problem was they were booked two weeks out in advance. They had found one closer, and they were doing calls. Their closer was doing calls. Their their calendar was completely full. And um, we've done a lot of work, you know, sending people to to to, to Mike, and, and he does a great job building out, you know, advising and sales teams, and he's got a lot of great ideas. So I would definitely recommend. Uh, that's awesome. So yeah, I'd ask if you make an email introduction to us. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, where's the best place for people to connect with you, learn more about you, your company, what you're doing, and how you're helping people? Absolutely. So I actually put together a page just for you know those of you who are listening to this podcast here. Uh, it's it's called uh, it's at adoutreach.com slash gift. So A D O U T R E A C H at outreach.com slash gift. Uh, and actually there's three different uh, gifts that I have for you. Uh, we've got obviously our webinar that dives into how all of this works. We have our YouTube ads for high ticket sales training, which is specifically for people. We kind of alluded to this who are in the high ticket space. That's a no fluff video, right? Like I talked about. And then we also have access to some case studies and even our free uh, YouTube ads for entrepreneurs Facebook group. So go to adoutreach.com slash gift. And uh, I've got a few uh, gifts there for all of you listeners. 
There you go. Well, thanks, Elric. Thanks again. Uh, looking forward to uh, working with you and your team. And uh, just listeners, I hope that you uh, learned something new today. I mean, uh, we've been looking at video for a while. I've been telling you in my email newsletter that we're moving moving to video for a few months, and now we'll be adding uh, video advertising. So reach out to Elric. Take a look at their website. There's a ton of content there. There's lots of information. They'll follow up with you by email as well. And uh, we just uh, wishing you the very best as we get kicked off this new year with a great, uh, great episode and look forward to serving you on our next episode. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Doug. Thanks. Take care. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting DougMorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers, as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's DougMorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.